This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, and thank you very much for downloading the Wednesday Club with Steve Shanyaski and Ian Cheeseman. Uh, we normally come on and say a little hello, but Ian, he's not here. He's in the toilet. Yeah, he? it's had to go. He's an old man. Bladder bladder weakness he's got. Going just, through the menopause, just a I think. Week. It's been a couple of minutes now. <laughs> I don't know what. Indeed. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to even imagine what Often he's doing in there. That smell. But we won't bring it up. We won't bring it up. Uh, right. Coming up on the show, it was wonderful. Uh, we had uh, a great debate about uh, games being pray- played abroad. Uh, and Steve, you let some things off your chest, which I feel was quite therapeutic. I've got for you. two pages of stuff here, and it's, it's, it's your all, book of thoughts. It's my book of thoughts about Mourinho and what's going on. And it's just, it's unravelling and I'm worried, mate. I'm worried. I'm just speaking out loud. You've got to stay listening to uh, Jack, the Wolves fan. Yes. Who is just so funny. In the first sort of question we ask him, uh, he might have had a drink. I don't know. I'm not saying that. He he lets a little word out, doesn't he? <laughs> and he's Whoa, dead funny. Yeah. But stay listening to that. We also are going to be predicting uh, the weekend uh, and what we think is going to happen in the results there. Uh, as well as, oh, I think he's, oh, he's there, he's there. Ian Cheeseman, he's here. We tried to do it without you, but we were playing a game called We or Poo to see what you were doing. Uh, we. We. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> uh, this, ah, leave it alone. This is our introduction, by the way. Sorry to the podcast. Um, thank you very much for downloading it. Um, you know, final words for you, Ian. Uh, onwards and upwards. I'm in Dreamland City, doing really well. Loving seeing Just Steve. Just going to move that week. down. Uh, bye back. Uh, we will be back next week for the Wednesday Club. Thank <laughs> you for listening. Bye bye. It's a full package when they arrive. So you all muck in. You're made to take you out for some extra training. Got my first pull up in a week. They're absolute legends. The army is recruiting now. To have your questions answered and find where you belong, search Army Jobs. Meanwhile, in the Incredibles household, the end of summer doesn't mean the end of fun for Dash, especially with super-fast Sky Fibre Unlimited. This is the Manchester Football Social, the Wednesday Club. Good evening. <laughs> My name is Joe McGrath and this is the Wednesday Club of a Spring in our step today. As we are back for our third week, eh? we made it to three weeks, gentlemen, not getting kicked off the air yet. <laughs> 
A packed show today. We're going to be speaking to a Spurs and Wolves fan in the build-up to Manchester what, City sports, and sports, United. Clubs. Yeah, he loves them. Absolutely loves it. Dyad. In the build-up to Manchester City and United's games. We're going to be having a chat with a man called Phil in America who's going to be telling us about uh, the, the, what the response is to La Liga going over there and playing a game, or will he be going over there? And then also, we've got two gentlemen in the studio. What? One of them has got a smile on his face. One of them looks annoyed, and I think it's only right that we introduce him as Steve Shanyaski. Hello, Steve. Hello, are you okay? Yes. As the He's Manchester United fan, yeah. the man who will be uh, going through this season by himself in this studio, uh, and Ian Cheeseman uh, for Manchester City. Cheese man. <laughs> There's only one place to really start, I guess, and that is for you. Steve, Look to on the sort bright of on side. Have your say. <laughs> <laughs> Manchester United two, Brighton three. Um, Shouldn't even have been two. <laughs> it should have been three one. It was a flat. It was flattering. They got Fellaini on at the end, and he managed to he managed to harvest a penalty, and we got it to three two. And it was thirty seconds left, and Pogba ran and grabbed that ball, and he ran back to the halfway spot. And I thought, why, why are you bothering now? Why are you showing me the passion now when you should have been showing it like seventy five minutes before when we and we were three one down before the end of the first half it was one of the worst things i've seen in years but it's been building like a boil on on your backside or something mm-hmm. it's just everything is pointing towards Mourinho is gonna leave you can see it all and do if, you if, see in Mourinho's face as well oh look at his face he looks like he's been he's sucking he's, he's having half time lemons mate that's what he's having <laughs> he's sucking Pretty on his lemons lemon. he's just what? He's having pre-match like <laughs> Everything about him. Everyone's falling out with everyone. Woodward now has just fallen out with Neville because Woodward sat at the end of the game looking, had a right face on. You could tell what was going on. And if he, even if it wasn't the case, it looked like he was showing his disapproval of Mourinho's management of United or the performance of United. Mourinho's fallen out with the board. Uh, Woodward's fallen out Mourinho. Woodward's fallen out with Neville. Uh, Pogba. Um, everyone's fallen out with Mourinho, basically. Um, the board aren't backing him. And so, I just... mean, as you can see as a United fan, obviously it's hard. If you're in charge now of Manchester United, from a, from not just a manager's point of view, if you're actually in charge of the club, what do you want to see happen? What do you want to do to Manchester United? Do you want to keep... You know, Jose there, let him work his stuff. Let's see if we can do anything by, you know, Christmas time. People keep dotting about. Or do you, is that change has to be made sooner or later? Give him another 200 million to spend. <laughs> but it's too late. That should have been done. It should have been done during the transfer window. And we should have started the, uh, started the season with a, with a, with a new team, with the holes plugged. You, Hang on it, a minute. You know, finished second last year and you want to sign Yeah, but we finished team. second 15 points behind 19, the leading... 19. 19. 19. Yeah, 19. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's my point. That's going to get shorter throughout the season. <laughs> finished by 10 points. But that's my point. We can say we finished second, but are we not... Should we not be challenging for the but league? new team. I mean, that's just overreacting, isn't what it? Do you think the team they've got now is I good think, enough? I think if they had the right manager... And it was a positive attitude that was at Old Trafford. I don't think that team is 19 points back. It might not be as good as City's team. The City's team is exceptional. But it wouldn't be anywhere near that amount back. And it's because you've got a manager who at the moment is he's gone over the hill, he's passed his best. And it, as you say, Steve, it's written all over his face. There is definitely problems in there. And to me, if I was a United fan, I'd desperately want him to change a manager. It, it, I, I totally, I totally but agree. As a blue, I'm quite happy for him to stay there. 
It's just it just feels like this is the second game into the season and they're walking out there. They yet again they look passionless. They look upset. They look miserable. Mourinho look Mourinho looks annoyed with everyone. Bay looked really down, didn't he? And, what and... was he doing? He, he, he kicked <laughs> it off for a corner near the halfway line. Do something wrong here about Bay or Pogba? Because I want him do one of them. So who do you? I think I think what a lot of United fans are talking about at the minute is who they place the blame on the most. I know full time devils who will be on the show to tomorrow taking over. They did a whole video on who is to blame. Now, who do you personally blame as a United fan, Steve? The players, the board, the manager, or is it just a a combination? Of the fact that they, they aren't gelling at the moment, at it, the minute, it, it feels like United is slowly decaying, ever so slowly. It feels like the business format, everything about it, is old school, and it's got to change. They endorsed Mourinho, they bought into his philosophy, and now he's turning around and saying that means I need two better defenders. And they're turning around and saying we gave you two defenders last year. Work with them. You've got you've got a, a midfielder that's might be one of the best in the world, and he can barely string a pass together when he's got a United shirt on, and he's just won the World Cup. The board are saying you've got the players, you sort it out. He's saying I need a bit more money. I can see where it's all falling apart. Whereas it, now the model over the road is look at us. We've got uh, we're, we've got this. CFA, and, it, and they're rubbing it in site. your face, Steve. The brand new documentary come out. I'm guessing yeah. you've watched those seven episodes, all Steve. About togetherness. I've not about... watched a single second. But I tell you, every player in that United team should watch that documentary. Really? Because, Is that the first and thing I'll you tell did? you why. Know your enemy. It's one of the oldest things in war. Know your enemy. Learn everything about them. You won't learn anything from the doco. Why would you learn not, anything? Not from in the that doco. sense, because it's been very cleverly put together and edited. And I know that City have had a, an overview on it. It might be an Amazon documentary, but this is not full of secrets. This, is, this isn't worth. This isn't full of insight. Don't, this yeah, is all about showing passion. Do you know what he's trying to do? He's trying to put them off it. He's trying to. <laughs> he is, yeah. He's saying, don't, don't watch it. Get it. Full it, of it it's full of secrets. He's full of secrets. They're having hobnobs at half time, and that's what we should be doing. No jelly babies in there, is there? I'll tell you what it's like. I'll tell you, United start of the season, I'll tell you exactly what it's like. You ever been... You ever, so, listen, you're going for a romantic weekend in the Cotswolds. You ever been there, Cheesy? I bet no, you have. to the Cotswolds, no, no, Everyone no. goes to you when you say, I'm going to the Cotswolds. They go, oh, you must go to Broadway. It's this romantic <laughs> millionaire's village. It is the equivalent of getting in the... If you, when you're going to the Cotswolds and you go to Broadway, it's like getting in the top four. That's where you want to be. That's what it's okay, like. Yeah. You don't want a house there. That's like winning the league. Obviously, you know, I don't want to buy a house there for some reason. I have no idea why. And you're excited. So you set off and everything's going well. Everything's going well. You go and you go, you go to the M, get on the M56 and then you take the new bypass and you get onto the M6 and then slam. Second match of the season. You're at the nastiest traffic jam of your life. It, it's going to ruin your weekend. You'll, you'll get there eventually. But it's going to ruin it. You're going to be in a bad mood. And what it is, it's a rusty old van. All the traffic goes down to one lane, and for some reason, this van's broken down. It shouldn't even be on the road, mate. It's rusty. It's probably not past its cemetery. Probably not even insured. And when you finally get up to that van, and you want to actually scream, you you you, you wind your window Marine down. No, 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 mate. No, mate. <laughs> Bailey and Lindelof get out. <laughs> 
that's what I'm talking I about. I think the whole team get out. Oh, <laughs> we should all go to the Cotswolds <laughs> and have a good laugh. Get yourself down Broadway, mate. Uh, I just want to, uh, I just want to talk to you about your next game, but uh, as well as talking to you that, we're mm. going to bring in a Spurs fan called Barry. Uh, he's just about to start a tennis match, so he needs to crack on. Barry, you're a Spurs fan. You're down in London. Uh, how are you? How are your green balls doing? <laughs> Yeah, no, we, we've literally just just got to the gate. I, I booked the court for six till seven. And I thought I said I've got to have a quick break to talk about Spurs. You're buzzing. <laughs> so United are on the ropes. Steve Shanyaski's in the studio. Are you back at Wembley? Are you confident of three points on the weekend on Monday? Sorry, I am. Is it, is it, I thought it was Old Trafford, isn't it, on Monday? Yeah, I think it is as well. Is that, that means that means we've got a bit of a chance. City are at Wolves, so it figures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. We, 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 haven't, yeah we haven't got a great record uh, at Old Trafford. Having said that, and you know, I was a bit um, disappointed that we didn't buy anyone in the, uh, in, in the transfer window. But obviously, yeah, we did hold on to, uh, to Toby Alderweireld, who uh, United are after, obviously. <laughs> yeah. it, just, it just feels like Mourinho's having a, having a bit of a meltdown. I, I don't know whether it's just that he's, you know, he's looked at City, he's looked at Pep being there, looked at the money spent, uh, looked at the players they've got, and just thought, oh, if this had been a few years ago when I got this job, I might, I might have been in with a shout. But he just, he just looks like, he just seems like he's just being pictured. I, I always liked Mourinho. I always like, always thought at least he's a bit of a personality when he was at Chelsea. And you think half of it's always him just protecting the players and taking the heat off them. But I don't know. Recently, he just, I don't know, he's just become this sort of sour, grumpy, just constantly making excuses, slagging off his own players. It just, I don't know. It just something's not right there, obviously. Yeah, sorry, I got a bit carried away with my hand slapping. Obviously, it's Old Trafford. Uh, you. Are uh, going to be reminded of the last season, early on in the season. It was United against Tottenham. It was Old Trafford. Mourinho got quite slow, uh, slaughtered for the way he played against you, but he did get the win uh, uh, against Tottenham last season. It was 1 0. Now, do you think he's going to do some sort of Mourinho style tactics on you again? Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Let's face it. He, he should, I mean, no United manager should be instructing his teams to part the bus at Old Trafford. But, um, but I, I think, yeah, I think he will. I, th- I think this is this is the problem. This is and this is why you know you're hearing on various phone-ins and seeing on forums why United fans are so annoyed. Um, is because it's not like as if like you, you, you know United are losing with swashbuckling football. It's it's, it's, it's losing quite often and, and not even playing that. And the thing is, there's, there's the odd game where it, it was surprised last season. It was the odd game where it surprised you and suddenly they come out attacking and play really well. And you go, why are you not doing that? in other games I, the, I don't understand the trouble is, as, really a United, as, is as a United fan I think I've already said to myself that's going to be a 1-0 again because if when we if we open up you you scored against us in the 11 seconds didn't you in that, that game <laughs> 11 <laughs> is it like the quickest game in the history of quickest goal in the history of football or something <laughs> The one with the one at Wembley last season. Yeah, 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 that one. Crazy, crazy, But it was just <laughs> embarrassing, and the whole thing was embarrassing. And that, and that is when he doesn't part the bus. So you start thinking, well, what? What's going to happen? A quick question for you, Barry, before you go on and play some yeah. tennis. Uh, your, yeah. your realistic expectations for Spurs this season? Uh, I mean, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be over the moon with, uh, with, with top four. I mean, it'd be great. I mean, I know, yeah, we've had third last couple of seasons, but it does seem that everyone else has strengthened around us. Uh, obviously, great start with two wins, but uh, you know, I'd, I'd be, I'd be over the moon with, with fourth and a, and a, and a, and a cup. You know, I think it'd be absolutely brilliant to, uh, uh, to win the FA Cup or the, uh, or the League Cup, whatever that's called this year. Barry, where's the City game going to be played? Is it Wembley? Is it, is it not going to be played at all? I want to know. 
I, do you know what? I don't, I don't know. I mean, because at the moment we're sort of flouting Premier League rules, aren't we? Because you're only supposed to, you're not supposed to have more than a, more than more than two grounds for a, in in one season. Uh, I, th- I mean, at the moment it looks like they're just trying to trying to swap the day. That sounds like a rule they made up and thought no one is ever going to break. That. <laughs> yeah, no yeah, one is yeah, ever yeah. going to have more than two rounds <laughs> in one season. Uh, well, I'm sure that you'll let you know because I know that City, have, uh, the Spurs have asked City, can they play it at their ground? But City say no because the back end of the season that'll give City some like five, yeah, five away games on the trot uh, so who yeah, knows yeah. do you get told Barry are you in the loop with things what are, what are Spurs sort of saying to you what in terms of where we're playing that game yeah or, or just how, how the stadium's looking in general yeah, I mean, uh, no. I mean, all, all I know is, is, is that, as I say, we've managed to keep the team together. I, I was worried that you're going to have a few resentful players, but uh, but the spirit looks spirit looks good at the moment. We started the first two games well. I reckon for the City game, I'd be happy if they just said, you know what, it seems like a lot of hassle. Let's, let's just call it on a draw, lads. <laughs> <laughs> no, we want three points, mate. Barry, enjoy your tennis game, Barry. Who are you up against? <laughs> Thanks a lot. I'm just up against my mate Tim. I'm watching him warm up in front of me, and I've got nothing to worry yeah. about. Tell Timmy's going yeah. down. Yeah. <laughs> See you later, Barry. Thank you very much, Cheers, mate. Man. That was Barry uh, Spurs fan having a chat with us on the Wednesday club because obviously it is United against Spurs on Monday. I mean, uh, this section we move over to Manchester City. I wanted to talk about uh, obviously the win uh, for City on the weekend. Uh, Forever blue, by the way. If you missed it, everything Manchester City yesterday. Go get the podcast. Uh, a great win for City. Look at this dreamy <laughs> look of love on his face. Uh, yeah, if we this? do we do film every well, episode. So if you want to see the dreamy look of Ian's season, <laughs> you can see it. Uh, Ian, after the uh, the seventeen minutes we've had of Steve and his Ranting. disappointment, I'm not in United, having that full full seventeen minutes was me. We did oh, all right. I said a couple of things. In a rusty uh, van. It should have been a bus <laughs> that blocked the motorway. Oh, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah, true. What uh, <laughs> what do you want to say in response for City's performance? It, it, well, it was dreamy. It was dreamy, <laughs> uh, and that's without. Kevin De Bruyne, of course, um, uh, and you know, I, I, it just—you don't know when you're going to wake up from this dream because it isn't about winning. They won six-one, uh, completely pulverized. It could have been a lot more than that, and that's not being disrespectful to others, Phil. But it was just the manner of the football. And my wife and son were sat quite close to the pitch watching the game, and they're normally slightly higher up. And he came home and said, "You know what? You, you, when you're that close, yeah. the speed with which they move the ball around, the accuracy of the passing was just phenomenal." Now, from where I was sat, which is up in the press box, it, it always looks dreamy and it, it always looks like that. But the football they're playing at the moment is just awesome. They'll get beat somewhere. Something will go wrong. Of yeah, course, Huddersfield well, aren't but the generally team, speaking. You know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Wolves well, don't quite know what to expect from from them this weekend because before a ball was kicked everybody said Wolves might be a bit of a surprise package finish halfway up the league but they haven't started particularly mm-hmm. well um, so going down there always memories for me going down to Wolves of that great day back in 2012 when United were playing Everton you'll remember this well Steve and they were 4-2 up and it looked like United were going to win the league that year and it ended up being 4-4 remember Yeah, and that and was what... where the tide turned and City went on to win the league and look at the domination that's come since then great isn't it and who was our manager then <laughs> Moyes no, it was here. I like you, Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> never in my life. Well, that was it, you know. This is, yeah, well. Uh, well it's it <laughs> um, I want to quickly talk about um, 
two captains. Uh, Vincent Company celebrating his 10th anniversary being at Manchester City. What a captain he is. I know last season spoke to Carla and she, uh, Carla Company's wife, and that was such an insight. Uh, you can check that on the podcast if you missed it. Uh, and on YouTube, uh, she spoke to Cheesy and Lakey. But he's been at uh, City for 10 years now. I mean, wow. where does he rank for you amongst the greatest? He's the greatest. Leaders. He's the greatest. I mean, Tony Buck was the, the man before him who you would think of as the greatest captain. I'm lucky enough to know Tony Buck very well. And, uh, and he, he lifted an array of trophies in the previous era, a long, long time ago, but it happened. And this fella, Vincent Company, has come along and taken it to another level. It's not just the number of trophies he's lifted, it's the eloquence with which he speaks, the quality of his football, uh, obviously coming back from injury, never saying die. Um, I hear that he makes sort of... Soup. Chilean, he makes lovely soup. He makes Chilean speeches in the dressing room. In fact, round about the time of that... See, if you sit ends up with you slagging off United again, I'm going to tip your chair over. <laughs> you do enough of that. <laughs> yeah, uh, leave it to me. That's my job. Absolutely. So that season when City lost to Arsenal, you know, um, round about the same time as that Wolves game, yeah. he, he was one of the people who went in that dressing room under Mancini, made a big speech and things started to turn. I see him as a future. We had Carla on, as, as Joe quite rightly says, and I was trying to sort of gauge whether or not he might fancy being a manager in the future, and it looks like that might not be the route that he goes down, but I think he'd make a great manager. Uh, and obviously, he came as a midfielder from Hamburg, converted into a central defender. He is that total footballer that Pep wants, but he is Vincent Company. I mean, he's an honorary man. If we've got brilliant. time, briefly, you're, you're tapping into something there that... Com- company during derbies has been a nightmare for us to deal with. There's been headers going in and stuff, and, he, you know, he's a big presence, but he's got that passion and that anger, which I'm not seeing on the pitch, on the pitch with United at the moment, United. and it's breaking out. you got them lads all all driven down to Brighton or whatever, or got down there. It's a, it's a nightmare trek, mm-hmm. Jane, round London and all that. And to watch that, and, this, and then Pogba comes out saying, we, we aren't in the right attitude. You want to go and be one of them lads in that car driving down there and see what their attitude is because they will they would die for United. They would die for getting on that pitch and putting a red top on. So it's about time they book their ideas up, I think. Never underestimate the passion of the fans and you're right. That and you can great. win a game with passion. Yeah, you, you can, can win a game. It doesn't matter even if you, they could have they could at least draw on that game if they pulled their socks up a bit. I've got to take a break and we'll continue to Wednesday Club and we'll be speaking to a man all the way in America about uh, the league of playing games out there. But what are your thoughts as Premier League fans or fans uh, just in general of the football you see? Could it be sometime soon going to another country to be playing games? Let us know your thoughts as well as speaking to Jack the Wolves fan and getting on our team of the week that is Charlton this week. Stay right there to Wednesday Club. We'll be back right after this. This is the Manchester Football Social. The Wednesday Club. Hello there, my name is Joe McGrath, this is the Wednesday Club with Steve Shanyaski and Ian Cheeseman. Hey. Every weeknight on XS Manchester, the Manchester Football Social comes to you live. Uh, yesterday was Forever Blue, Monday, the Legends Edition takes over. Thursday, I'm sure many people will be listening to this, the full-time Devils phone-in, where United fans come on and just do what Steve done and, and get out the frustration. Mm. And then Natalie Pike taking over the Friday show as the Legends preview. It's wonderful. Mickey T, Gary Owen, talk about all things that are happening over the weekend, the biggest stories, and they predict the weekend. 
And this is the Wednesday Club, where we don't quite know what we do, but we seem to enjoy it, don't we, boys? We get there. We get there. We do an hour of (laughs) getting there. We We get there. Like United getting... Like my analogy... That is a great... An hour of getting there. That's the (laughs) the new stop line for the show. Uh, Right, so the next story was going to be mainly about talking La Liga, saying that they are uh, bringing a game to America. So they're going to take one of their games, their fixtures during the week, uh, during the season, sorry, and they're going to play it in America, a bit like the NFL do, where they come to Wembley and play a game. However, this caused a bit of upset, not just with Spanish fans. I know certain uh, players like Sergio Ramos have have come out and said that they will be having a a board meeting with some people that are in charge of the Liga to just get to the bottom of this. But then it comes to the question of us Premier League fans, are we worried that one day the Manchester City against whoever match could be played over in New York. I mean, I know you go to every away game, Ian, but that's an expensive one. Uh, even for yourself, we've got a man on the phone now who's all the way in America. He's called Phil. Hello, Phil. Hi, how you doing? How you Phil, doing? Phil, now, you're not you're not American, but you're living out there, are you? I do, yeah. I moved Well, I moved to Boston seven years ago and I've been in uh, Tampa Bay in Florida for the last three and a half years. Oh, lovely. What we wanted to do is get you on this debate here, Phil, because we just want to know what you, what your point of view is. We can get the point of view and decide where the games are going to be taken away from us, but let's get the other the other half of it. Now, where, as, a, uh, as, a, as a soccer fan, then I could have got shot. As a football fan uh, in, uh, in America, when you heard this story about La Liga playing games over there, uh, was it a big story? Was it a big news story for for yourself? Um, I mean, it was it was it was a case of here we go again. Ten years ago, I was involved heavily with the Football Supporters Federation, and we campaigned strongly against having. I think it was called Game Thirty Nine. Then they were going to have an extra game at the end of the season added on. There was you know played it, whoever knows where they were going to play it. So I'm really against it, even though I live here. You know, it's still the, the morals of, you know, fans not being able to see their own team and local businesses that depend on games, missing out and all that. So I'm still totally against it, really. And and as soon as I heard it was a Spanish, I thought, well, and if that's a success, then you know what's going to come next. Uh, so what do you make of the, the process that can come next for for the Premier League fans? Do you think that this might open a gate or do you think, because there's been so much uproar, that as you said you campaigned against it then, uh, many years ago, do you think the campaign will be strong and it will just be sort of blocked out and stopped before it happens? I think I think the game has moved on so much even in the last ten years because I mean at the time of the campaign I don't I can't you know Sheikh Mansour or uh, uh, wasn't running City you know and it's just moved on tremendously and and again ten years ago City would have been playing Halifax and Macclesfield in pre-season games and now I met Ian three weeks ago in in Miami you know so I think that has been like uh, they've been drip feeding us. You know, the, look, hey, actually, people are turning up. I think I think it was 29,000 there when we saw Bayern Munich, the yeah. city, that, and that was just a friendly, you know. So I think they've been drip-feeding us. I'm still personally against it. I don't mind going to see City in Miami for a friendly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I still don't think it should happen. But I know that it's, it's all about brings, money. And yeah, clubs, it's all about money. It's all about money, yeah, Steve. I think there's a sense of ine- yeah. inevitability about it because every other spot, like the, even the Tour de France comes to England for a bit and all that. Yeah. And uh, the pre-season, how did the pre-season go down in America? Because the reports were that the, the stadiums weren't that busy. Certainly there was a United game that wasn't and all that. But what about the other games? Is it that popular to have it over there? A little li- league game, will, I mean. Well, certainly, see, again, it all depends where they play it. Now, Madrid played, sorry, Real Madrid played Barcelona last year in Miami, and that was an instant sellout. It was sold out within minutes, you know. 
um, if they play it where, and then, then, then this is obviously a lot of Spanish um, speaking and then Spanish lovers over here in, in this part of America. You know, so where, wherever they play it, as long as it's pitched to the right market, they will they will fill it up. You know, and again, there was a lot. Um, you know, a lot of fans didn't go this year. I mean, the, the actual the prices were quite expensive, but mine was I paid one hundred twenty five dollars for my ticket in, in Miami three weeks ago, and that effectively was pretty much, with the exception of Bravo and Bernardo. Um, it was a reserve team, or you could even argue a youth team, you know. Yeah. So again, that have. Uh, but, but if you knew, if you knew that Aguero is going to be there, Silva is going to be there, and Sterling and company, that's going to put a lot more bums on the seats. But not just that. The, the issue with the preseason, it's all a bit stale. This this would be a league game that would, would yeah, have yeah, essentially yeah, have yeah. important massive level of opponents. So. so yeah. That would make it the spectacle instantly that you'd want to see. I'll bring you yeah. into this, Ian. Uh, are you are you sort of worried that obviously City are going to be in the top of the game for a long, long time? They could be affected by this if anything does happen. Uh, what I would say is I could not be more against this. Yeah, um, it's absolutely at the core of my soul. I'm dead, dead against it. Uh, it, I don't agree with the NFL playing games here. I don't believe I don't believe in Boston playing the Yankees here at West Ham next year. I don't believe in the uh, the Tour de France coming to England. All utter nonsense. I've you not play seen the any... MLS in in America, no problem. You keep the MLS in America. I don't want to see it over here. <laughs> if I want to watch it, I'll watch it on TV. I've not no seen problem. you this passionate we're about in, something we're... until you, uh, since you said they were going to shut that massage parlor down next <laughs> next door to your house. <laughs> Listen. It, it, it's our game. It should be in our country. Imagine if this were were the United versus City derby at Old Trafford. And that means the game isn't played at Old Trafford. Now, we have a new generation, and it's a growing new generation, which is why it's inevitable that this will happen, sadly. Yeah, it will. But there is a growing number of people now who only consume football on the TV. So they watch yeah. the games on TV in the States, and they become City fans. They become United fans. Mm. Whatever. Good luck to them. Uh, but now they feel a sense of entitlement that the game should be played for them in their country. And I know I have a lot of American followers who might be disappointed that I'm saying this, and they'll say I'm out of touch and it, I'm, I'm old school. Well, I don't care. You can call me out of touch and old school. This is how I feel. Our game should not be going to other countries. I'm sorry, it should stay here. Can I just a question for you, Phil? And, uh, Ian says he does. Uh, the NFL shouldn't be played over here. What, are the, what do the NFL fans think when the games go over there? Do you speak to any of them? Are they are they annoyed that the games I, I are played do, in England? I, I do. I mean, to be honest, I actually, I've been here seven years. I actually don't know. Sorry, I know one person. This is when I was in Boston who went to watch the uh, the Patriots. Everybody else just watches on TV. Now, to them, they're not interested if it's, uh, you know, two o'clock in the afternoon at Wembley or it's seven o'clock at Gillette Stadium up in Boston. They just want to watch their game. Even, I mean, admittedly, 60,000 people do go to watch the game. But I don't know anybody who does other than one person when I'm in Boston. I live in Tampa Bay. I don't know anybody who goes and watches the Buccaneers. Um, you know, it's all people. But, but I, I work with passionate books fans and uh, people from Florida from all over. Mm-hmm. They all support their own little team. Very, very few people I know, well, I've only mentioned one, goes to a game. It wouldn't bother them. Whereas in the in England, it's the opposite way around. You know, I know everybody, the vast majority of my city fan friends go to the games. So that's the difference. That is the difference. Phil, thank you very much for coming on and getting involved oh, in this bro. debate. Um, Phil, what time's it over you. there? I always love asking this. Time's it over there? I'm five hours behind. Five, five hours, hours behind. behind? Oh, we're, we're like we're a... The we're the then, Yeah, I know. Do you know what I mean? We're a lunchtime show over there. Uh, Phil, in, uh, have a lovely uh, lovely day. See you, Phil. See you, Phil. Cheers, Phil.
Cheers, thanks. Cheers, Phil. Right, so that's the debate that we'll carry on. I'm sure there'll be different stages of this debate. There's no um, debate for me. That's no, it. Fact. Well, the debate... We all agree. I don't want to know someone who... No, who, who, no one will call us now. I, d- I doubt anyone will sit there home thinking... people who watch this games on TV will think it's a great There's a troll out there waiting. You want to give us a call, you little troll? I'll get trolled. Yeah, but I've heard Sergio Ramos is very unhappy about this and he's going to make his point clear about it so maybe there'll be a bit of unrest with the players who will be told to go out there and play mm. who knows I'm sure on a Wednesday club will keep you up to date um, we talk about United's next game against Spurs it's time for City's next game against Wolves uh, we've got a, a gentleman on the line called Jack he's a Wolves fan Are you okay Jack? How you doing, mate? You all right? I'm very well. <laughs> oh, you know you're a Wolves fan. Um, <laughs> let's, uh, let's have Jack, a chat about Jack, give me, give me hope, mate. Tell me you're going to absolutely thrash City. Tell me that. Oh, I'd love to. Fuck, I'd, I'd love to. I'd love to think we could get anything other than a twenty-seven. No, stop laughing at my accent. No, I'm laughing at you. Nearly said something very yeah, naughty. You nearly, you're, you're literally you ten, ten seconds in. On the ten seconds button. into your radio <laughs> Wednesday club debut, and it nearly went horribly wrong. <laughs> I'll be honest. I've had eight points. Oh, <laughs> this isn't going to go well. I'm right by my dumb button. You've been you've been teaching today or something? Then what's going on? I've had, well, I've had an early finish at work. I'm on shift, so so I'm, I've had eight points. So I'm a bit loose, but I'm also optimistic <laughs> about Saturday. But even with eight points in you, you're not really expecting Wolves to beat City, are you? If we can keep it under 27 nil, I think we'll be. <laughs> <laughs> so Wolves had this big sort of like uh, story behind them. Obviously, you have got the manager and you got some good players. But are you, are you Jack, realistically expecting to do quite well mid-table this season? This season, I think I think we'll be happy. I mean, there's a lot of um, kind of talking. Talk with Wolves fans on the minute, talking about Champions League, but that's uh, all in jest. Um, I think we'll be happy to stay up realistically. We want to stay in the division, build on that. I think that's it, yeah. We've got some good players down there, we've got a lot of investments, and mm-hmm. yeah, and Saturday, um, mm, stuff happens, things do happen in football, don't they? Unlikely mm-hmm. things, but I, I'd, I'd be, but I think we'll be happy to lose by a couple of goals and put a good show on, I think. It's because you're, you're back in the Premier League, is it, Jack? You, you got that buzz? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think yeah, we've got we've got a lot of investments and uh, yeah, a, I think we're gonna we will stay up and walk up the really well this season. I think, um, but we'll we'll build Saturdays just and nobody can compete with City at the minute. I've yeah. just pulled up the, just briefly. I pulled up the results. Both teams you've played, you've managed to harvest red cards for. <laughs> You've, so yeah. far, that's that's quite an impressive yeah, start. Done there, really good. And you, you've drawn and and lost to one, but that's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah, that's... well, we're quite lucky against Leicester. I think we hit the bar three times. I think before Leicester scored, and had one of those gone the other way, it could have been a different game. But um, we're playing good football. It's promising, but I think you need to put the net, the, the ball in the net, don't you? In this division, that's the difference between the Premier League and the Championship. You know what I'm looking forward to the most about about the game down there on Saturday. Look. Lunchtime. I mean, obviously, we're talking here before about games being played in America in state-of-the-art stadiums. I'm looking forward to going into Molyneux, state-of-the-art stadium, right, but with a singing-in-the-rain stand. Because you've got one of them, haven't you? And it's going to be we raining at the weekend. You know what we I mean, have. don't you? Gene Kelly stand. Singing in the rain, oh, okay. in the open with the plastic mics on. Right. Is that what you like City used to Proper have. old school. Yeah, like yeah. Main Road used to have one of them. 
Go on, Jack. We've got, uh, we've got a little. We've got to have a little temporary stand. It holds about a thousand. They are, they are green seats. It looks like Wimbledon, and I think if it does start raining, Cliff Richard appears. And <laughs> awesome, <laughs> Jack. So if you've got your your positive head on, what's the score going to be on the weekend? Um, you nick it okay. one now. Oh, yeah, optimistic is a draw. Pessimistic, <laughs> we'll be happy with seven. All right, but, but, how many so red? How many red cards are you going to harvest? And who's going to get sent off for City? That sounds amazing. Yeah, gonna, gonna, maybe a glare out. Yeah, yeah, good lad, yeah, Jack. Yeah. Uh, right, go, enough to kick him. <laughs> go and have your ninth pint, Jack. Yeah. Nice one. Cheers, chap. Cheers, Jack. Cheers, Cheers Jack. Jack. Wonderful, Jack. There, giving his time is so funny that one. <laughs> I was, I could feel his pain. I was like. Here we Go. Sweat. Jack's funny. Uh, thank That's you. It's like the United board then, just sweating away. Just sweating at the disappointment. <laughs> uh, this is the Wednesday Club. We're going to have a little break. Our team of the week is coming up, and then we're going to obviously be talking about the games in full, maybe looking at uh, Spurs and obviously Wolves, what's really going to happen, uh, as well as maybe touching a bit more on uh, on sort of the VAR coming into play in the Champions League. Oh, VAR, what was the news? What is VRA. It? No, unfortunately, VRA. unfortunately, the newswoman at the top of the hour may have said VRA, which is not correct. Uh, and I've CC'd her into an email. Uh, this is the, the Wednesday Club. Uh, stay right there, talking about VAR and also uh, Team of the Week coming up. This is the Manchester Football Social, the Wednesday Club. How you doing? My name is Jeremy McGuire. This is the Wednesday Club with Ian Cheeseman and Steve Shanyaski. You all right? How are we doing? Uh, well, go on, what's up, Steve? Nothing, just said hello. All right, yeah. Yeah. Just wondering. Uh, a brand new feature to the Wednesday Club is our team of the week. Uh, it's very simple. Uh, all we talk about Brighton is obviously... this week, is it? No, not Brighton. <laughs> oh, very funny. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a little simple feature where obviously throughout the whole show we talk about the big millionaire clubs, but we shine a light on a, on a local club that are doing good uh, in their area and uh, are available for the community to get stuck into. Uh, today we celebrate Chatterton uh, and we should have Dino on the phone. Hello, Dino. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. How are you? Oh, Dino, love, love one, <laughs> loving the name. Two, I don't really know what you do. I just know you're associated with the club. So, Dino, what is your role? Uh, my role is the, the first team manager of Chatting Cop. Oh, we've got uh, the manager on. Gaffer, we've got the gaffer on. Like we've got the gaffer on. Sorry, gaffer. I'll do a couple of laps after the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so tell me I'll manage it. No, I won't be able to manage it. You should see me. You'll put me in net if you saw me. Uh, so, Dino, tell me about uh, Chariton uh, and also tell me about uh, where you play and how long you've been doing the job for. Yeah, well, we're a new team. Uh, we started out this season. Uh, a previous manager at another club and then a player asked me whether I set up a new club for them. Uh, so myself and uh, a couple of the friends decided that we're going to set up a new club, which we have done. Uh, we started off with one team and within a few weeks, uh, a second team. And now we've just been approached by a ladies team and a disabled uh, team as well, uh, looking forward now to next season. Oh, so the progress uh, of the teams that you've done, it just keeps going and growing and growing. So there's a real, you know, uh, love to get stuck in around Chatterton. Yeah, well, it's, well, it's a community as well. Uh, I mean, the, the players that uh, I've currently got, I've, uh, I've managed them for two years and they decided, you know, to set up a new club and ask me would I do it. And we have done it. It's been hard work. Uh, and we're looking forward to the new season in the Lancashire and Cheshire League. Well, as I uh, potentially just live round the corner. Where I live in Chatterton. Well, even there more. There you go. Steve, Steve yeah. said he'll go front for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, where about Steve play? 
Yeah. We actually play at Felser School Academy, uh, the first team, and the second team play on Clayton Fields next to Boundary Park. Yeah, right around uh, the corner from where I live. What's the age range well, of the first team? It's, well, it's open age, so it's uh, anything from 16 upwards. I mean, at the moment, I'm the oldest player, uh, 40, nearly 41. Um, player manager. You know what? I was, I was, yeah. Dino, I was going to the Oldham game on Saturday, went over to watch Oldham. And uh, there were there was a game taking place on Clayton Plainfields, and there was a guy there, and I thought he looks a bit old playing in that game. That wasn't you, was it? <laughs> no, it's uh, one. It might be one of our lads from our second. What are you trying to say? In the <laughs> Dino's Dino Lodis, come on here, that's got you old. Uh, Dino, so if anyone wants to sort of get in touch with you, or maybe the, the you got the women's team, you talked about um, the other teams that you're playing for you. Um, is it just to sort of contact you through Facebook or Twitter, or what should they do? Yeah. yeah. You can certainly contact us through Facebook and also uh, at Charity Cop uh, on Twitter. Um, and obviously, uh, if I leave my number with yourselves, uh, people are quite happy to uh, phone up. Like I say, we want to try and boost the uh, players for the disability team going mm. forward for next season. Uh, we don't think it should be just for able bodies, it should be you know, a level playing field for everybody. So, we're hoping to try and push that even more, uh, to be honest. And like I say, I'm hoping that we have a, a good season. One of us managing for the last two seasons, we managed to pick up a, a trophy and promotion last season uh, with our old club. So going forward, uh, I want to win the league. Yeah, uh, bring it on. Well, Steve said it would be your mascot well, for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could do with a mascot, to be fair. So, yes, yeah, Steve, Steve should be welcome the to. mascot. Got just as a boiler. Like Boiler Man, that Uh, is truly terrible. This is awful, that, isn't it? Dino, thank you very much. Uh, And good uh, good luck with everything, Dino. Yeah, nice one, Dino. Okay, thanks for your time. Cheers, Cheers, Dino. That was Dino there from Charlton. Go and check them out on Twitter as well. We're going to retweet them on our Excess Manchester account. So just at Excess Manchester, you'll find us. We'll drop a little retweet uh, and make sure you can find them if you want to and get stuck in in football. Um, So, uh, the new. Story I want to move on to just quickly. We've only got about seven minutes left. Hasn't the time flown by, gentlemen? We're getting yeah. there. That's what we do. An hour of getting there yeah. today. It was rapid. Uh, VRA, or as the <laughs> as woman called says, it yeah. in the news, uh, VAR is looking to maybe come into play uh, as UEFA won it in the Champions League. Quarterfinals okay. onwards, isn't Quarterfinals it? onwards. But there will be a vote from the teams in the eight that will decide if it will be used from the quarterfinals onwards. So if City are in there, United are United in there, Chelsea... Can I, can Chelsea, I say Chelsea, something? Here we go. We world, can't stop you, Steve. This know, is bless, 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 bless your heart, there's not long left for that. <laughs> <laughs> not long till they put a machine in there. <laughs> <laughs> what were you uh, say, no, yeah, Steve? I forgot, I forgot now. Um, no, <laughs> but did, did you not think in VAR that it favoured the England the, the England team against the a lot English of the English game? Uh, the English style of game with less, maybe less diving than, and all the, the sort of, there has been so many incidences in uh, Champions League football over the years where it should have gone one way, but everyone's had it robbed off. Do you say it could it, be a good thing? It could be a ben, more beneficial thing to a Premier League team, I reckon. Uh, for you, Ian, yeah, yeah, you right. didn't really, really watch much of the World Cup, did no, you? I know no, that, but it came into play a lot. So it only caused a couple of really big stirs, but the stirs it did cause was big. Okay, so the incidents that it caused, or, or what I can say was, it, it kind of went under the carpet a lot, but when it came about, the, um, they got it wrong, it was a big story, and you wonder how they got it wrong. Yeah. So you worry, you know, the Champions League is there 
to be the biggest competition in one of the biggest club competitions in the world. If it gets it wrong again, you know, you, you look a bit stupid if you vote. The trouble for it. with VAR is I listen to people having this debate and they go, well, you know, it works in tennis and it works in cricket and they use these examples. Mm. But they're talking about goal, it's like goal line technology. Who on earth is ever going to object to that? Mm-hmm. The trouble is you watch something, I, I, I can't bring you an example to mind, but you watch a game where it's a debatable decision. There was one where Steve McManaman was was the summariser on on BT. Mm. And before we saw the replays, he was absolutely adamant. He watched the replays, he was even more adamant. And and then, you know, you bring in VAR, and this was on a foreign game where they did use VAR, uh, the decision was reversed. And then he changed his mind because because, he'd been completely adamant before. The trouble is with a lot of these big decisions, they're not black and white. They are still open to interpretation. The the thing with those sports you mentioned then, uh, cricket, tennis, the playing zone, realistically, can be be Mm -hmm. held within one camera shot. Whereas football, it's all over the place. You couldn't possibly, you know, so so, uh, what's it called in tennis? That anyway, the net. <laughs> no, no, the, the, the racket. The, the, what are you the, talking the, about? The, the VAR system, whatever it is, that that thing. Hawkeye. There you go. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. And you got that written Oof. down on your notes. No, I don't need to. I'm that Book good of at remembering things, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but Hawkeye, yes, it can because the because the whole uh, the whole um, court can be held within that, but it just cannot work with football. That, that's for that reason. That, that is a fact. The problem is, I didn't see. You're right. I didn't see much of the World Cup. It, the other issue I have, of course, we all want the decisions to be absolutely spot on. No mm. argument with that. And if we knew that it was a, an absolute concrete decision, did, for example, Frank Lampard shot in the game against Germany in the World Cup, did it go over the line? No problem. VAR should have come in for that or yeah. goal line technology. Yeah. But as soon as you come into these ones where it's debatable, and then this is the bit that gets me as a traditional football fan who doesn't mm-hmm. want to go play league games in America, right? I also think that actually stopping the game which has momentum and has tempo and pressure and all the rest of it for four or five minutes while you make this decision and Mm. the referee walks over to the touchline as a bit of a think scratches his head and everybody's lost the momentum yeah so I, I'm, it looks like I, he's I taking one of them old 1900s yeah, yeah. photos with that <laughs> curtain over his head. Just don't flash. <laughs> what I don't again. think is that is there's, there's the Premier League side where I do not think in the league format, just how long the league is, um, I don't think VAR works. But I don't know if I do sort of in the World Cup think it might work in a sort of knockout round. Uh, element. I just think that's what you wait for doing the Champions yeah, League. Every game in the Premier onwards. League is week in, week out. VAR, VAR mistakes, VAR length, the, the extra time becoming extortionate every single week. It might ruin a bit of form, but for just maybe the four games in the quarterfinals, the two, one, just maybe like as the it's thirty ninth game, it's coming. We will have VAR. It might be VRA by the time it comes. <laughs> in. It be, it and then she'll, she'll ring you up going, I knew. You'll get the email oh. back copied in. Oh, it is VAR. Oh, oh, forgot about this, didn't I? What, is this the goal? Right. The card game, the card games, the, the goals and card games. Uh, so, as you know, Ian doesn't like to predict... Well, Ian doesn't predict these sort of individual city scores, scores. individual scores. Individual so we scores. did a... Um, you got to guess the goals and how many cards are going to be in the weekend. I this is noticed he's holding a card in his hand as a prop. Well, pass, I'm going to run out. Well, for a pint, we'll be in about a minute and a half. Um, so, this is how many goals Alex predicted in the first week, 55. Ian predicted 35. Steve predicted... 42. I can tell you the closest win it, obviously it goes so whoever's closest gets three points second two. Uh, um, the closest with uh, 
just, I think he was 10 off, was Ian Cheesy, he said there'd be 35 goals. Uh, then it goes Steve, so you're on two points. Uh, and then uh, Alex with 55, so he's all the way, he was 20 goals off. Uh, this close, week... Close, Alex. Well yeah, you, you went again with 35 goals, Ian, you were two off. Because uh, with, obviously, the big games like City and United games, racking up the goals, there was 33 goals <gasps> this weekend. So I think I'm going to get rid of the cards. Do you know why? Because it was a pain in my backside to count up any, <laughs> yeah. how many cards there were. So again, let's do the goal tally. Ian Cheeseman, how many goals are there going to be this 33. weekend? 33. right, OK. Uh, Steve? 27, I'm going for tactician there wow. I'm sure we'll get Alex to decide as well uh, didn't warrant that camp response I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> just a number to me uh, I've realised we're 59 minutes in you've not mentioned you've got a vlog in so 59 quick, minutes in 50, well yeah sorry 56 minutes in he's got a vlog you're 46 seconds tell us about it the official club website and then it's uh, 48 hours later it goes on my YouTube mm. account that is what is it mancity.com is that it that's the one and then oh. it goes on uh, forever bluey and I'm at the Manchester YouTube. comedy store all weekend get yourself down there it was are you at the comedy week, store all yeah. weekend? There were 20 people there in Isle of Man. <laughs> it was packed out. I loved your Isle of Man stories. Just watch your Snapchat so people can uh, go follow you on Twitter. Uh, Instagram, Steve Shanyaski. There's no Snapchat. Sorry, I don't sorry, know Instagram. what that is. Uh, what are you on Twitter? <laughs> I don't know, yeah. I don't know why Ian I said Cheeseman, Snapchat. Easy. Ian Cheeseman, you got lucky that you early that, adopter, that. weren't you? Yeah. Uh, my name is Joe McGrath, 95, if you want to give that a follow. There are 94 Th- others of you then. Loads of us. Absolutely, we all meet up every year. Uh, Steve, thank you very much. Welcome. See you in two weeks' time. Uh, Ian, see you later. See you for Forever Blue on Tuesday, probably with later. a smile even bigger on his face. This will be the Wednesday Club. Uh, Shell Zenner is up next in Excess Manchester. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No what if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.